0: Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back. And thanks for joining us. You're tuned into the About Sparta podcast brought to you by the good folks at New Amendment. You can catch us on Beyond Big Ten on YouTube, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And more importantly, you can find me at Raymar Morgan 2 and Travis at Travis underscore Walton underscore 419 on all social media platforms. But before we jump things off, Travis, tell me, how was your weekend?
1: Man, I had a great weekend. I was in the Bay. Got to see bro Draymond. We got to spend some good time. I was there from Tuesday through Sunday and uh, got to watch two great games. They played Memphis and they played Toronto. He played great. So I had a good, great meals with the dinner. Good time,
0: man. Good week. mine uh, Mine wasn't too bad, man. I, uh... I had a walk of shame, though, yesterday, man. <laughs> and it it was it was quite hilarious. Um, so you know how uh, I decided I wanted to take wifey out on a date. We decided to go on a uh, you know to the future concert. So before, yeah. So before we you know saying during this entire process, uh, I tell her like, yo. Um, I'm about to just buy these tickets, blah, blah, blah. She like, no, I'm going to do it because, you know, I got the link on uh, a cheaper discount. Man, come to find out, dog. We get all the way up to uh, through security. Um, Now it's ticket check. So they checking tickets. We get up there. Man, they like, no, fraud, fraud tickets.
1: Oh, man,
0: listen. One thing for sure is that we are still in the D. <laughs> like, yeah. like we're still in the D. Yeah. I know you from here and you you know your way around. You trust a lot of people. But at the end of the day, we are still we in the city it. and we are still in the D. Stop yeah. trusting oh. all these people
1: in the city. That's a great moment. So, man, oh, that's hilarious. So, man, it,
0: was, it was hilarious looking back on it. But, man, that walk of shame. and You know it was cold outside.
1: Oh, I thought you let that oh, happen. Oh, you oh, let Nat I, have no, it. I, I didn't even let her have
0: it. I was like, man, that's all right. We all make mistakes, but yeah, not want no mean, jokes, no jokes, man. I was more, I was more internally hurt than anything because you know I came, I came to show out. I, I was dressed,
1: you I was, show. Dr- oh, was I was cleaning
0: the mud. You feel me? And the fact that man, I had oh, to take God that walk great. of shame and the cold back to the car. Oh, I was hurt. So yeah, man. So that's how my weekend went, man. But let's jump into these games, man. Let's, uh, let's jump into the recaps and and the X's and O's segment of the podcast. January 26th, man, the Spartans took on the 12 and nine Hawkeyes for the first time in Big Ten play. And for the viewers that are new to this channel, last week I talked about how these slow starts have either resulted in losses or very close games for the Spartans. This was no different. Uh, The Hawkeyes jumped out to a 10-0 run before we scored our first bucket midway through the 15-minute mark. Luckily for us, it didn't result in a loss. But Spartan Dog, what can we do to prevent? these slow-ass slow, slow ass starts, because it seems like this is starting to become a reoccurring thing, and it has become
1: more of a mental thing for the Spartans. Yeah, man, I agree with you. I was watching the game, and we started off really slow. You know, I think some of it is kind of like finding, like, what shot selection do we want. Yeah. Right? You're starting the game off – you're shooting jumpers or you getting contested, you know, contested floaters. Like, so I think it's really, we normally have done a really good job with having that first play and second play in line. So I think it's really something that the coaches, we need to really take some thought to and go, hey, what do we want to be the first few shots that we get if it's not in transition? And I think when you kind of like identify that, which is important, Right. I think once we identify that, maybe that can help us. And then also coming back on the defensive end and just really locking in on our assignments and like those little things that you need to do that other opposing teams, especially when you're at home and they're on the road, they're trying to capitalize early in the game, which like you said, they jumped out to a 10-0 start and we didn't score our first bucket until about 15 minutes, until like the 15 minute mark.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, I think I think our shot selection is definitely uh, has to do a lot with it. Um, I think we just gotta we gotta work on getting easier shots, man. Uh, I think we're settling a little bit too much on, on shots that we're used to making um, versus getting to the basket, getting easy getting easy transition points and things of that nature. So I think once we hit that. Hit that groove or find that fine in-between game where we can get some easy buckets versus versus taking more jump shots and threes. I think that that'll help us uh, get out to a better start. Um, but but for this game, man, who who did you have as your player of the game and also your X factor? Because for me, man, the the X factor was Māti. Monty came to play. Yeah, Monty came to play. Monty
1: was really for me, the player of the game and the X Factor. And I'll I take it a step back. Like I was excited about this game because Iowa leads the Big Ten in scoring at 81 yeah. points. And I've always said this, and I know this year having kind of been like a traditional, like, Michigan State team as far as in pace. But we still look to push the basketball. We still, if you want to play fast, we will play fast. Right. It's not like encouraged because of the style of players that we do have. They can slow it down and get into the half court. But we do want to push it if we can't push it. So I was looking forward to this game because I wanted to kind of see who would be able to, like, what pace are we going to play at? We're averaging 69, they're averaging 81. Like, where are we going to, like, where is this game going to be at? And starting the game off, I thought it was going to be like a high scoring you know, pace up and down type of game. And even when we made our run back, right, we were making plays. We were making some shots. Our crowd was really into it. So for Marty kind of being like my player of the game, and I kind of stepped back a little bit with Marty because we had five guys in double figures, right? So this was a complete team effort. Everyone had their moments where they were really good for us and we really needed those buckets. And even with AJ, he was in foul trouble early on right, in the first half, but he still played well enough and made some plays for us down the stretch. But like you said, Māti um, was really good, and he was really good with his presence. Yes. Like, he was just active. He had 10-10, his first career double-double, yes, double, um, oh. but he had a monster dunk. So he had a monster dunk. It was 45-43 to 43 in the second half, and he got an offensive rebound. And he dunked it and put it back in and it made it 45-45. 40, so I just thought his presence all over the game from beginning to end, I thought was really good. And I would give him the tag for the X-Factor, right? Because he's now this the scouting report as the guy that's going to, you know, get you. And also, you know, the guy that you didn't think was going to play that well and get his first double-double. So you got both of them, young fella, player of the game and x That's factor. huge
0: because also, man, he had two blocks and one steal. Um, so that's that's just yeah. saying a lot from him, um, not only offensively but defensively as well. He was making itself his presence felt uh, down low on that block. Um, but for me, man, I, I got to give the defensive player of the game, man, is it, it, Jaden again, man. This guy is just all over the floor. It's like everywhere you look, he he's he's in your face. So I mean, he, he ended up he ended up with twelve points, six rebounds, three assists, but he also had. Uh, three steals, and two blocks himself. So this guy is just, he's doing it all, man. He's uh—he's all over the place. He's, he's diving for loose balls. He, he, he's making himself known on the defensive end. And and quite honestly, that's, that's exactly what we need um, from him at this time.
1: Yeah, we talked about him before, just his intensity, right, his physicality, his athletic ability to be a great defender. Right. Right. And just making those second and third effort plays, which again, I, I have this guy, I have Jaden, right. tagged as a future defensive player of the year candidate uh, in the next couple of years. Cause he has, and he possessed all those qualities to be a defensive player of the year, but we got to give a shout out to Malik Hall. I'm so excited that he got to come yes, back. Sir. We didn't know what was going to happen. Like, if he was going to be able to come back and win, and for him to come back and for him to have the impact he had. He had 11 points, he had four assists, and he had a monster oh. dunk coming down. Like, oh, I was, oh, was a right? shocked the hell out of me. So, yeah, man, it was, it was great. It was exciting to see. And for him to come back in that fashion and play the way he played was really um, exciting for us. And I know it was really exciting for himself. For sure,
0: for sure. With that being said, man, let's get to the meat and potatoes of the segment, man. We I think we we've been waiting to hear, hear about this game, man. Yesterday, uh, the Spartans took on the first place Purdue Boilermakers, that had no intentions on taking us lightly. routing them to a seventy-seven to sixty-one win over the Spartans, uh, the Boilermakers produced. Uh, A 22-point lead, which was their largest of the game, comfortably placing them on top of the Big Ten standings with a two-game lead halfway through the conference. Uh, Trap, did Edie hear us when we told him he's going to have to get 50 because this guy came to play? Man, he ended up with, what, 38 points, uh, 13 rebounds, and 3 assists. I mean, just complete dominance. Um, and one point shy of, of having half of Purdue's total points. Oh man, this guy—he's he, a problem, man. He, as we call him, he's the big problem. Uh, just, just chime, just chime in problem. on, on Eddie's play, man, and 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 what he brings to the game for
1: Purdue. Man, he is a big, big problem. But so watching the game, and like really. Going back and thinking what we talked about in the last segment of, like, what would you do to stop him? And we said, hey, go get 50, big fella. Go get it. And we're going to stop everyone else around you so they're not impactful. Jeez. And as I was watching the game, it just dialed on me. And I said, this dude has a bad game. Only if he, if he has a bad game. Like he's so big, his touch, and he's he's a different big, right? So you can play against big guys where they need to be, you know, five feet a little closer to the rim to catch it and turn it right. They, like they need to
0: be spoon fed.
1: They need to be. They need, they need to be right
0: under the basket, receive a pass,
1: dunk. Yeah. <laughs> yes, like or. Is it, He has range on his hook shots. Not only does he has range on his hook shot where you're pushing him and and pushing him out, he also is a great passer. So he's not a black hole. And you know what he does a great job of, and I was watching it, he's a great pass the ball out, repost guy. And when you are a great pass out, repost, you are a tough cover. On top of, he was 8 for 12 from the free throw line. Those things, when you're making free throws, when you're disrupting the offense the way that he disrupts. I'm sorry. When you are disrupting the defense the way that he disrupts the defense, it's very hard to pick your poison, right? Pick your poison. And then he had a few guys that were also – there was nobody. I don't think there was no player over 10 points um, for Purdue. No, Check no. That. I think Genius, no- had 11. Okay, so there's one player with 11 points and Lawyer yeah. had yep. nine points. Yep. Yeah, so Eddie is such a tough cover because he has the shooters around him, and when he's kicking the ball out, as you know as a player, when a guy like Jinkies, he went three for four from the three-point line. You kick the ball out to him and he makes a three. That makes the defense go, Ah! Do I want to help off him? Yep. Then you got a Lawyer who can make shots, right? So he makes a three one time. So they have such a well balanced team, and he's the force. So he's such a tough cover that I'm gonna go on the limb, man. I'm just gonna say I think he's impossible to guard <laughs> in college. <laughs> in college, for sure. I think I think he's impossible let's to look, guard. So right, right, So we made it. We were down by 18 at halftime. I was like, yo, this is about to get ugly. I didn't know what was going on because I didn't think in the first half, I thought he was good, but I didn't think it was like he's dominating us. I just was like, okay, good. Like we're doing a good job on him. They had some other guys make some plays. So i was feeling pretty good, like, because I'm saying down by 18, and he hasn't played that well? We got a chance. Well, I don't know if it's that well, but he hasn't dominated We got a chance. I'm like, down 18? Like, ooh, do we have a chance or it's about to get ugly, one or the other? So this is where I knew it was like, ah. We made a comeback within 10 points, 45 to 55, within 10 minutes to go. And this is when I said, Oh, it's over. There's, this kid can't be guarded. <laughs> he went on to score six straight points. Then he had a drop off pass. Then he had a kick out for a three. And by the time I looked up, Ray, it was 50 to 66. And it was his prep. Like, I think the rest of that time, he impacted or had some influence over the play that I just said nah, I don't even want to judge you as a college player anymore. I want to look at you as, I'm over here giving him NBA yeah. looks. Man, he, he play the NBA because he just dominating college. They're unstoppable. Um, I think he's can play in the NBA,
0: but will he be successful or as dominant? I don't think so. Um, simply because I feel like his game is more predicated towards the EuroLeague level. Um, in the EuroLeague, um, speaking on experience, um, you find guys of his size um, who move just as well as he do and have a great impact on the game. Whereas the NBA is, is filled with guys um, more athletic, uh, more skilled, um, just better all overall, better players. Um, so will he, will he dominate in the NBA? Ah, I can't see it per se, but I'm not going to say that it's, it's not possible. But will he be great on the Euroleague y- level? Hell yeah, he he's going to be amazing. So, what whichever path this guy chooses to take, I think it's going to work out for his his best interest, um, especially if he decides to go uh, overseas to that Euroleague level.
1: Yeah, I, I, like the the NBA stuff was like me just having a hated moment. <laughs> Man, you're too for college. <laughs> Ain't nobody do nothing with you. Make no, For sure. But, like, I think next level projections, I always say it's hard to say what a guy can and cannot do sure. at the next level because I think a lot of it is opportunity and right fit. What I will time say everything. is time me. What I will say is this as of right now, he's not a big prospect as far as a lottery pick or something right. like that. For a guy that has demanded the ball because of his presence, he won't have that many looks in the NBA just because of the players around him. Not, so that makes it look different. And he has to defend the pick and roll different. Yes. Right? Because he can't sit inside the paint. So I think because of that, right? Can he become an Ivan Zubak? Right? Like someone of that caliber, nice touch, great field, great passing. He's the starting center for the Clippers. LA Clippers. So maybe, but I just was I, I tell the truth. I was in a hating moment, man. I was hating on him. No. I was so upset. I was just like, damn, dog, you dominating college. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Yo, let's get this guy and go put him on the NBA roster. No, for sure. And, and I think, I
0: think as well, like the the where we're at as far as basketball goes and how the game is played, it's just totally different. It doesn't necessarily fit his style of play. They're no longer feeding the big man like they were back in the nineties when Shaq was fucking dominating the, dominating the league. Like it's not going to happen. These guys are coming off shooting threes. Everybody's shooting threes. So him being dominant in in the NBA is less likely. And that's all I meant by that. Um, But taking nothing away from this kid. This kid has all the tools to be great. (laughs) He's a fucking animal on that block, man. But as far as the Spartans go, Trav, as athletes, we all have our ups and downs during the season. But not many have been on both sides of the fence as a coach and as a former player like yourself. Touch on what it's like during these tough times after a loss like Purdue.
1: Well... I think for a former captain, right, guy that's like, all right, how do you continue to rally your guys and keep them focused on what's the main goal? I do not think we will win the Big Ten championship. That's probably out the door. That is predicted. But I do think we can finish strong, pull some wins together, and step into the Big Ten championship, where it's one game elimination. Right. So I think when you look at these games and we had some good moments, right? We brought it back within 10. We were making plays. Joey didn't play as well. Right. So I think that is the key is like when Joey hasn't played real well for us. It hasn't always been the best. Right. Because he's a huge piece and a piece of the puzzle of us being a really good team. So I think as, as as a former leader, you know, and, and, and someone who's like, hey, what do we need to do? I think it's really just rallying the troops and getting everybody like, hey, we fought hard. Look at these good moments. There was really nothing you could do against it just It's it, it just nothing you can do. So just kind of looking at that and saying, hey, let's just build up from this. It was a tough loss. Let's get it back. We got a tough game coming up with Rutgers. So let's see if we can get some momentum with this Rutgers and Maryland situation coming up and build off of that. Oh, uh, yeah, most definitely. I think, I
0: think first and foremost, I, th- I think you got you to gotta watch the film, um, dissect it, uh, but, but also pull some good edit- edits and clips out of it, too, man. Show, show the guys that, you know, we didn't play as bad as we think we played. Um, because we have some good moments um and then just again, just dust yourself off, man, get ready for the next one. um the great thing about this time um during the season is that we have another game it's not a it's not a lose and go home situation. We have another game to redeem ourselves and and get back in that winning category. so I think that's what these guys have to do um uh, maybe maybe go out and do some, some team bonding stuff, go bowling or something, get your mind off the game. Um, because they, I mean, they have a week to prepare for the next game. Um, just take some time off, maybe step away from the step outside of the gym and do some, some team bonding and get everybody on the same page and get prepared for these next upcoming games, man. I think that, uh, that'll do them some justice and, and get their mind back, focused on what's most important.
1: Man Ray. I got to give our guys some love, wow. dude. We did a great job on Murray, right? He came in and we were talking about him. What is he going to do and bring? Because his brother was a big time scorer. We were giving his brother love, playing for the Sacramento Kings, and he's a clone. They also look alike. Are They're they are identical. Get, They're identical, identical twins. twins. <laughs> okay. they, 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 they play like it. And They play yeah. like it. Yeah, and they play like it because I'm looking. Me and Draymond was looking, and was like, they gotta be twins. And I'm like, yeah, for sure they're twins. Okay, so he averaging 21 points, second in the Big Ten, and we held him to 11 points, 0 for 5 from the three point line, and we did a great job collectively defending him, knowing where he's at on the court, stunting, rotating. And for us to take this win, that was a huge key to the game. To hold him in contain container. And then also, you know, I got to give my young fella some love, family love, baby. A young fella, Aaron Euless, baby, career high, 17 points. I know he had that game circled on well, his list, sure. you know, to get active. Sure. And um, I was proud of him that he had a great come-out party for himself, and he's been playing well, and he has 17 points. Yeah, just, just to
0: piggyback off what you said about uh, Murray, man, it it seemed like uh, we did a great job collectively just crowding the basketball whenever he had it in his hands, uh, making it hard for him to get to his sweet spots and, and good looks. Um, I think they did an excellent job just defensively overall first uh, Murray. He, he looked like a totally different player. He looked like a dog... Uh what is what is tail between his legs a little bit. I don't know what it was. I can't say what it was, but um shout out to shout out to the Spartan dogs, man. They they held, held it down and and got it done defensively. Yes sir. With that being said, man, it's time for Word on Campus. Hey man, today is always a special day, man, back in East Lansing, um because we, 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 gotta show, we gotta show the the legendary coach, Hall of Fame coach, the one, the only, the GOAT in Coach Tom Izzo, man. Today is his birthday, man. Um, so shout out to Coach Izzo, man. He has such a been a, been a such a great mentor for us um as players and, and in his community. Um, man, so it's always love. Um, being shown towards Izzo. We just wanted to give him his flowers, man, on today. Would it be in his birthday?
1: Hey, happy birthday to Coach, but I have to touch on something that Coach said. And Coach is the best in the business at this. He's the best in the business at being accountable. And if he thinks and feels it's on his coaches, he's going to speak on it and take full responsibility Right. But I'm going to say this, coach, because I'm going to go against what he said. He said this. If one player gets 70 points in two games, you can't blame your players for that. You got to blame the coach. And coach, I love you. (laughs) You are a Hall of Fame. But I'm going to say I don't agree. I think that there was not much we could do. (laughs) That him getting 32 and 38 was not a bad game plan. That was simply a great college basketball player that made the defense, that made us make adjustments. And when we tried to, he still made buckets. So, Coach, I gotta go against you on this one. That was just a great player, and there wasn't much we could do. Because <laughs> even if we had a seven-one guy guarding him, that guy probably would have still had a thirty to thirty-five points from just how we defend. Yeah. and he's, a great, he's player. a great
0: player. So can't take anything, anything away from that guy, man. Edi is a, definitely a problem. But with that being said, man. It has now been another episode of About Sparta. I oh, mean, thank you for tuning in and we will catch you guys next week. Oh, oh, but before we go, please, um, either in the comments, let us know uh, uh, what you guys would like to hear, uh, who you would like to see featured as our guest. Um, please tap into the comments and let us know on these type of things. We would love to get you guys this feedback and uh, try to make that happen for you. Beyond the Big Ten is a network of podcasts that aims to be your go-to resource for all things Big Ten. We cover the entire conference with shows hosted by ex-players and athletic alumni, aiming to be your go-to source of information and entertainment for your favorite team. Hosted by ex-Big Ten players, media, and insiders, our podcasts are focused on giving die-hard fans and those alums an inside scoop about the teams and people that make the Big Ten Conference one of the most watched and most talked about conferences in sports.
1: We're excited to talk Big Ten basketball with you wherever you may be. Subscribe now.